on June 28th, I was at the grocery store and there's a cashier that I see all the time. I always go to the same market. So uh, she's very nice, uh, super pretty woman. We usually make like pleasant small talk and uh, it's not, it's not flirty, um, but you know, it's, uh, I don't know, there's whatever it, it, it's, it's pleasant. So anyway, on June 28th, I'm at the grocery store checking out and uh, she happens to be my cashier. And just to be polite and, you know, friendly, I said, uh, oh, do you have plans for the 4th of July? And she said, uh, no, do you want to do something? (laughs) Here, let me give you my number. So now I have to find a new grocery store. (laughs) Um, I was just being nice. I wasn't trying to get her number. I guess when you're so handsome, so charismatic, and you just ooze sexuality, you just can't help it. (laughs) I was just, I was being folksy. Wasn't I being folksy? Hey, do you have any plans for the fourth? Totally innocuous question. Uh, and then she's like, here, take my number. And I can't in line say, no, thank you. Um, just socially, that would be super weird. And uh, embarrassing for her. And for, I don't know, I don't really get embarrassed. But anyway, I take her number. And I was like, fuck, man, I, I don't want it to be weird when I go back. So the next day I text her, I just say, hey. She, she said, she asked for me to text, not call which is always a weird alarm. So I figure like, oh, maybe she's, I don't know, married or in a relationship. So another reason why I don't want to be involved. So I text, I say, hey, how are you? Or whatever. And then she texts back, she's like, oh, can I call you? Which is also weird. So I said, sure, um, I'll be finished, you know, in the evening around uh, 8 p.m. So she says, okay, I can, I can call you then, great. And the whole time I'm like, oh, fuck, man, I don't want to, I didn't want to text and I definitely don't want to call, but whatever. So then 8 p.m. goes by, nothing. Uh, 10.30 p.m. or 10 p.m. or whatever, I get a text. Uh, Sorry, I didn't call. I got in a huge fight with my son and uh, I got distracted. So instantly I'm like, well, okay. Well, I'm I'm not respond. I'm not getting involved in this at all. If uh, that, that's a huge fucking red flag, you know, if if you um are fighting so bad with your child, like when you're fighting with a child and your child so much that you can't even keep like a very small, simple obligation that you created, it, it was like all sorts of flags. Uh, so anyway, now I can't shop at that market anymore. And then I have to go to somewhere else. So that's fun. <laughs> How should I have handled I mean, I was just being nice. Don't get me wrong. It was flattering. She's very pretty and, and nice. But, you know, I wasn't trying to hit on her. I was just being folksy. That's what politeness gets you. Phone numbers, guys. Motherfucking phone numbers. Anyway, 
I had an interesting, this, this podcast is coming out a day late um, because yesterday I was in the hospital. Tuesday, I went into the hospital. And because I've been having some chest pains for the last few days, like since last week. And I figured, well, I don't know what this is. I couldn't tell if it was like in my muscles or what. Um, so I waited a couple days and then it persisted. So I went on Tuesday morning at like, I don't know, quarter to 12. They did, you know, EKG and some other stuff. And they're like, um, we need, we want to uh, send you up to see uh, the cardiologist team. Okay. But what was fucked up was that like, so they did my EKG and then I'm sitting in the waiting room and then this, what I call the orderly comes and he's like, okay, we're going to go upstairs. Um, but don't walk. Let me get a wheelchair because of your condition. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm really scared because I don't know. Nobody said anything to me. So he comes, we go up and, uh, and then as we're, as he's wheeling me through the hospital, he's like, oh, you know, this is just standard procedure for anybody who comes in with chest pain. We just don't want you walking around. And now I think like, oh, he realized he shouldn't have said my condition. And now he's trying to cover it up by this, you know. So I'm nervous now. Go up and uh, run some more tests and then he's like, oh, wait, was this downstairs? Uh, what? I don't know. My, It's all jumbly now. Anyway, at, at a certain point, uh, they said, you know, there's some more tests we'd like to run, so we'd like to admit you. And now I'm really fucking scared. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I just came in here. I just wanted to get checked out. And like, I didn't. So I said, okay. So they admit me. And... Uh, I text my mom and sister and brother-in-law and just letting them know, like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, and my brother-in-law, my sister was on the phone, but my brother-in-law is like, uh, okay, we're coming right now. I said, like, no, don't, 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 don't. But they did. They didn't, they ignored me, which was nice. Um, and they came and yeah, and now I'm hooked up to a heart monitor. I have an IV in, I'm wearing the dress, the whole thing. I'm in a bed. And, uh, super scary, man. And they're taking like tons of blood running tests. I do another EKG and they're like, okay, or, you know, I'm getting interviewed by like multiple cardiologists and, you know, my blood pressure, my blood pressure is being taken, you know, every hour. My sister's there and, uh, and like, we're going to keep you overnight. So now I'm like super scared. And all I can think of is the whole time on the way there. And then once I got in the wheelchair, the whole thing, the whole time I'm thinking about my son. So I'm like on the verge of tearing up because I'm just thinking about him. I'm thinking about, you know, well, well shit, maybe my, maybe I'm going to die. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe my heart is blocked and there's, or there's uh, embolism or, you know, something. A couple of years ago, you know, one of my best friends died suddenly uh, of heart failure. 
So that's what I'm thinking about. And I'm super scared. And the, the staff at, at Huntington Hospital, which is where I went, um, just amazing. They're so nice, so warm, comforting, uh, very professional, friendly, and like they keep things light. But I'm scared. I'm for sure scared. Um, you know, I see my brother-in-law. We chat for a bit, and it was great. You know, feels good and calming. And my sister's there, and then my sister was able to take my car and let my dog out and grab a couple things for me. And uh, she stayed with me all night. It was wonderful. We, you know, just talked, and she brought snacks, and it was very, very nice. Uh, and and you know, my initial urge is to always like not include people in anything I'm going through and to also not, um, ask for help. So, you know, for my sister and my brother-in-law to know that and then kind of insist on being there, it, it, it did help because I, you know, had I just been by myself the whole time, excuse me, it certainly would have been a lot mentally to deal with, emotionally to deal with. Um, but thankfully, you know, she stayed with me the whole time. We laughed, talked about bullshit. Um, and then the next morning, it was hard. It was like every, she's like, okay, you know, every, the nurse, every three hours, we're going to come in and take your blood and, uh, or every four hours, whatever it was, and, and your blood pressure. So I couldn't sleep through the night. They kept coming in to take blood. And I had just like, you know, stickers all over me with electrodes and, you know, monitors and this IV sitting in my vein for like a full day, like 24 hours. And uh, in the morning, the, they're saying, we're going to put you through a stress test. And then they come in later and like, we're not going to do the stress test. We're actually going to do a CT angiogram, which is essentially they inject like a dye into your veins and they give you a CAT scan so they can see where the dye goes and if there's any blockages or abnormalities and stuff and evidently my EKG showed some abnormalities uh, which isn't necessarily a cause for alarm if it's always like that but they didn't know because it's my first time there and the first EKG I've ever had uh, so they do another EKG and apparently it was the same so in the morning uh, finally get, you know do the CT and you know and it's hard to because everybody that you Everybody, new person that I see when I leave them or when I'm wheeled away or carted away in the bed, they'll say like, I hope you feel better. So it's just this constant thing of like, shit, like maybe this was bad. So, you know, I had to tell my son's mom, like, you know, I was supposed to pick him up yesterday. Uh, would you please pick him up? And, you know, I'm in the hospital, uh, you know, tell him I love him. And while my sister was there, you know, having to go over things like, you know, if something does happen uh, suddenly, you know, here are some instructions. Um, shit like that sucks, man. It really sucks. It's super scary. And all I kept thinking of was like, I just want to be here for my son. That's it. I just, I don't want him to be alone. I don't want him to not have the life that I'm working, I'm building with him. Um, and to have, you know, very stable, grounded, 
life with me where he is seen and heard and validated and respected and exposed to outside of the box ways of uh, thinking and living. So it was a lot, man. It was a lot to deal with. It was a lot to, to think about. Um, I mean, I always think about that stuff, but to be kind of, you know, face to face with it was hard. So they do the CT. Um, then they were like, okay, we also want to do an ultrasound, um, to make sure there's no fluid around your heart and, or it's not enlarged or too small or whatever. And we're going to do like talk screens and all this shit. So they do all that. So I went in on, uh, like noon Tuesday and everything ended up being okay. All the results came back fine. My blood pressure, blood pressure is perfect. My cholesterols are perfect. Everything is great. Um, no problems with my heart. All of my enzymes are good. Um, so, you know, they're, they said, well, you know, we'd like you to see like a esophageal specialist because possibly it has something to do with some kind of inflammation in my esophagus and, um, you know, all the stress and stuff like that is, uh, certainly could be a contributing factor, but my heart is okay. And, uh, so I was discharged at like 5 PM Wednesday yesterday. So that was my extremely eventful midweek. Um, thankfully everything's okay. And, uh, yeah. The staff there is awesome. So everybody was so nice. It was my son was born there uh, at Huntington Hospital four years ago. So when I was like, oh, I gotta gotta go to the ER to get checked out. I figured oh, I'll go there because at least if I die, he'll have like a poetic story. Like I was born in the same hospital my dad died at. Um, but thankfully, he won't have to tell that story at least not today. And uh, yeah, and they said I can everything I can resume life as normal just um you know try to stay away from this or that but like I work out as normal I can drink coffee and um yeah so everything's okay which was great I'm glad it sucks I, this is the first time I've ever been admitted to a hospital um you know the, the interesting thing is like had it not been for my son like if not for my son I would never have gone to the hospital anyway I mean, truly, he. everybody's purpose is not kids, okay? And I have, you know, aspirations and dreams and goals that aren't about him directly, but he is my reason for doing, even with that, even music, everything. He is my reason for doing everything. Um, so when I was, you know, in my head putting off going to get checked out, I just thought about him. He needs me here and he needs me healthy and capable. So I got to do the right thing for him, even if it's not the thing I want to do or that's uncomfortable or scary or has, you know, I have some aversion to for whatever reason. So he was my reason for going. Um, yeah. Super shitty. Um, but I'm glad everything's okay. I, I'm i going to go pick him up and uh, right after I finish recording this. And, you know, it's awesome. I'm super happy about it. Everything's fine. And I don't have to have a really 
difficult or scary conversation with him. Um, yeah. So this weekend, you know, I got uh, some silicone popsicle molds and we're going to make popsicles and go to the park and play and yeah. So I'm okay. <sighs> Thankfully. Yeah. So weird. But anyway. My album is out, or it's uh, available for pre-order. Go to iTunes, Grey House. Uh, there'll be a link in the description below. Again, Violently Sleeping is the record. Um, pre-orders are going well, so it's exciting. Uh, it feels cool. Pre-orders are going well there on, and on Bandcamp as well. It's supposed to be available to purchase on Google and Amazon as well, but I haven't seen that yet. Um, it's been delivered to them, so I, I don't know what the holdup is, but it is available on iTunes for pre-order. The link will be in the description and Bandcamp. Uh, link will be in the description. You know, if you if you do decide to check it out, um, I I appreciate you. Uh, if you could, please also, you know, throw a, a rate, a rating and a review if you'd like um, and share it with anybody who likes music or me or uh, who or doesn't. <laughs> they want to judge me. So that's what's going on with me. I, uh, my heart is not going to explode. I'm not going to die today. I mean, unless something else happens. And uh, my album is available for pre-order. And it'll release in just a few weeks. Um, like five weeks on August 23rd. Uh, one song is available now. And uh, next Friday I'm putting out another one. And uh, yeah. That's it. Go go do that. It's it's cool and exciting. I've never, you know, when I put out music in the past, I've talked about it before, there wasn't really much internet stuff to work with. But even like my last record that I put out with my one of my best friends, uh, we didn't really we had a release party, but um, that was it. And then we just we were playing shows. But since I'm not a touring band or you know a live band, it's just me at least for right now. Um, I'm doing it this way. So. You know, spread the word if uh, if you're into it. I think you will be. It's good. I'm good. I'm awesome. I'm so good that just asking somebody what they're doing for a holiday gets me them digits. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that, but for your ears. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? You know about this mug? For years, since um, like 20 years maybe, maybe 18 years, I've always used this mug, even before I started drinking coffee, I would use this mug for like tea or whatever, as a cat in the hat mug that I love. I got with uh, one of my friends, she and I went to like solving one day on a whim, and I bought this mug, and I've used it ever since. But last year... Um, for like a month, my sister was coming on Wednesdays and uh, watching my son while I went and taught a class. And one day I come home and there are two mugs waiting for me. She had bought these plain mugs and he and she worked with him and he painted on them. And that's so that's the mug I use all the time now. There's two of them. And this is the one I 
been using every day. I love it. Kids are neat. You get cool stuff like that. Yeah. So everything is okay. I'm okay. Which is nice. Um, I don't know what else to go on. That was really all I wanted to talk about. Oh, you know what? You know, there is something I wanted to talk about. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this awful video of a fight at Disneyland. It's fairly popular right now. But holy shit. These people were in, I think it was like Disneyland, California. They're at Disneyland. And they start like yelling at each other, like screaming at each other and like, fuck you, bitch, and blah, blah, blah. Like it was like a man and a couple. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I couldn't. And they start fist fighting. This guy is like punching the women in the face. And the women are fighting and yelling. And but like the second like all these kids started crying, I I, I couldn't do it anymore. It's like I, I understand what's happening, but I, I, I don't want to watch this anymore. These poor kids are being traumatized by these fucking piece of shit adults um who gets in fist fights at disneyland truly and who just stands there and films it it, it was horrific like when i hear kids crying and stuff it, it's awful i can't you know little kids they're in the this place where it's supposed to be just happiness and joy and fun and they're not supposed to have to feel afraid uh, are now being exposed to like real violence and 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 there were kids with these people you know and these are like their parents doing this shit it was horrific it's one of the worst videos i've ever seen like there's no blood or gore but you know it, you're, what you're looking at is severe dysfunction and actual trauma and uh it was awful awful and you know what's fucked up is like there are people laughing at ha 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 laughing at the video and that that stuff bugs me so much that people don't consider or understand what's happening to these kids that are there and think about the kids that have to live with these people like this is these adults reaction at Disneyland in public like imagine what their home life is like truly it's awful so you know Jesus, get your shit together, man. Oh, <laughs> speaking of horrific things, last week I went and saw Midsummer with a friend of mine. Holy shit, that movie is fucked up. Before I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, so I'll just give my overall impression, uh, and also I, I don't have, I have to leave soon. Excuse me. Um. It's shot beautifully. Like, as I was watching, I kept, not in a bad way being pulled out, but I kept stepping outside of, excuse me, viewing the movie and just being really impressed with what I was seeing visually. The way it's shot is gorgeous and um, that movie... Okay, so there, it, it, it's not torture porn. I hate torture porn. Like, what was that movie I saw? The, shit, I don't remember, if, I don't remember if I spoke about it on here. What was it called? Um, Netflix horror movies. Uh, Netflix horror movies. It was on Netflix. It is called, oh, Apostle. That's what it was, the apostle. That movie is shitty. It's, but it it's just torture porn. Like it's 
for sure torture porn and awful. Um, and I hated watching it. So Midsummer is certainly gory, and uh, but it's not gory all the way through. Um, but there are, you know, when they do the gore stuff, they don't pull away. So you see things happen when they show things. There are a lot of things that happen off screen that you come back to later. So you don't see like the act of a lot of these things, but you'll see like the results, which is really terrifying. It was a really uh, interesting mechanism that they were working with there. But um, <clears throat> the reason it's so scary is that it, it's, it deals with fear, not, not scares. So nothing jumps out. Um, nothing. There's no sound used for scaring you. No loud bangs or noises. Let me check the camera real quick. One second. Okay, still all good. I'm nervous because last week's episode, the video got all messed up and I'm still trying to sort it out. Um, so they don't use sound or jump scares, nothing like that. It, and everything that they're scaring you with is fear, actual fear, fear of loss. You know, uh, family members think if, um, death that you can't stop, that there's no, that it happens too suddenly for you to try to make an effort to prevent. Um, so that like sudden loss and, and very deep loss, there's stuff like the relationship. This is the first time I've seen relationship things, uh, like Haunting of Hill House did it a little bit, but Midsummer did it uh, much more frighteningly where just the act of relate, like you're watching like a, a woman defend the shitty behavior of her boyfriend. And that was terrifying to watch, you know, especially if you have a hist, if you've had a history of excusing people's abuse to you to watch, and it was done very well to watch someone do it was truly scary. Um, and I believe it was intentional. Like they knew that's what they were doing. So it was written in that way to be scary. I, I, I feel, um, but there's, you know, eventually they get to this place and there's a cult. So, but they, there's traveling to an unknown place. So, which does make people unsettled. So there's that. And then, you know, drugs that we're psychedelic drugs. So you're not in control. So there's fear there and then cults, real fear. And then, you know, there, there is murder and, you know, being completely the, the, the thought, this idea of like having no control, but other people are in control. Uh, so those are the big fears aside from some of the violence that's in there. It's not gratuitous, but it's certainly there. Um, you know, like a character will leave, be taken away by somebody just like kind of innocuous seemingly. I mean, you know, it's foreboding, but like, then you don't see them get murdered or mutilated, but then like 20 minutes later, the end result of what happened to them will show up, you know, and it, so it was scary, um, like real fear. And there are some really, you know, difficult images to see, but, uh, it was a heavy movie. It's not like heavy the way, like I would watch it again. Um, I would watch it again for sure. 
and the music is amazing as well. But it's not heavy the way, you know, Kids or uh, Gummo or um, Requiem for a Dream or something like that, which is so heavy. It's like, I'm never, you know, I'm never going to watch this again. It's too much to deal with. It's not like that. But it certainly is very real, very visceral fear. That's all I kept thinking. Like, oh, this is fear. They're using fear, not scares, which is different. You know, you're scared of Freddy Krueger. You're scared of Michael Myers. And there is something there, but like that type of villain is pretty far removed. You know, this was just essentially regular people who were just really fucked up and crazy. But in their mind, they're doing the right thing. This is what they do. It's a great movie. I, I highly recommend it. It's very scary. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's a lot to take in. the The lead actor, she was so good. The way she conveys like real loss and and heartbreak and trauma and just the um like the agony, not physical agony, but emotional agony. Very good, man. I was super impressed. It's a good movie. I highly recommend it. You should watch it. And, uh, you know, if you're listening on iTunes, like, subscribe, rate and review, all that stuff. I guess you can't like on iTunes, but rate and review, please. It, it helps me out. It helps the algorithms uh, with exposing my the art podcast. So that is great. If you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, you know, share all that stuff. Um Instagram Baker on Instagram, Greyhouse Music on Instagram, at Graham Baker on Twitter. The links below for my record from Greyhouse. Um, again, violently sleeping. Pre-order that and and also uh, give a rating. Even if you don't want to give a review, give a rating. You know, just click that motherfucking five star review or rating. And that's it. Um, yeah, if you want to hit me up. Uh, do that on any of those social media platforms you can email me uh, the website is grahambaker.com you can do grahambaker.com slash porb podcast and you'll be taken to all that uh, if you're on my website scroll to the bottom and click on the Amazon banner do all your Amazon shopping as you normally would same experience for you nothing changes prices are all the same but some of that could uh, come back to the show to help me keep doing this I appreciate you thank you so much for listening um, I'm glad I didn't die yesterday. I'm glad my record is out. I'm, uh, I'm glad my dog is not fat and, uh, at, at risk for diabetes. Um, I'm glad my sister and brother-in-law were there to help me. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Go pre-order my record, Greyhouse Music, on iTunes and Bandcamp. Go get that shit. I love you. Peace.